I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Carpe diem. Seize the day. There's no such thing as a painless lesson. They just don't exist. Sacrifices are necessary. You can't gain anything without losing something first. Although, if you can endure that pain and walk away from it, you'll find that you now have a heart strong enough to overcome any obstacle. Welcome to Sensible Mischief. I'm Lance Nelson, and with me is Spencer Jones. How's it going? He's a good kid, bless his heart. We've known each other our entire lives. We're cousins. He got the looks, the talent, the hair, and the family, but I got Paula's love. Right. So I think I won. That's right. But yeah. How you doing? Doing good, man. What about you? Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. I missed it. you. You beautiful man. Look at you. Until you were here. And then I was here, and now it's like, when are you leaving? No. Which is the day after tomorrow now. Well. We're almost there. Then I'll miss you. Again. You've done so good. You're, you're at the cusp. Of you leaving? Of me leaving. Well, then I'll miss you again. Oh, well, that's. I'd rather be missed than overstay my welcome. Well. That's what's going to be on my epitaph. I'd rather be missed than overstay my welcome. That's beautiful. That's going to be on your tombstone? Yeah, it's going to be on my tombstone. I'm excited for it. It's going to be good. Um, right now, we're in North Carolina at the moment. I have a job taking me to Orlando after this, but we just had a family reunion. I'll probably throw some family footage right there. Look at Blaine playing with those sparklers. <laughs> it's beautiful. That and was then, my favorite part. I wasn't there, but I saw the video. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't there, but I, I loved it. That was my favorite part. Um, let's see. Then we also went on a cool boating trip yesterday. Spencer freaking killed it. On the the wake wake, surfing. Surfing. Yes. Look I at mean, that man. It was the first time that I let go of the rope and successfully done that. So that. And that's the first time you ever tried it too. Right. So killing it. Just, oh, I appreciate it. Yeah. Look at you, just. The you Michael were, Jordan. I will say this: wake. you were more of a natural on the. The water sports Stop than it. I was. Stop it. And I'm gonna keep talking because oh. your hand is still going. <laughs> it is. It is moving. What are you talking about? Wakeboarding. Wake surfing, tubing. Tubing. It just seemed like you were amphibious out there. You were using both hands. That's a that's an inside joke. That's an NC State basketball joke right there. It's a good one. It's one of my favorites. I could tell. I love it. Makes me happy. <laughs> Let's see. So the point of this show is to talk about like reaching outside of yourself, living life to the fullest. Never turning down challenges. I just got water on myself. How okay. dare you? That's the beautiful thing about editing. We can cut that right out. Look, it's dry. Right. I don't think you're going to. Except for this part, now me saying, I cut that out. Right. And then they're going to be like, what did he cut out? What did he cut? You'll never know. You won't know. Because I cut it. I had to film outside because I missed cicadas, but this is going to be a nightmare trying to edit this sound-wise because it's going to be bad. And also the light is steadily going to get darker it's all right. as we go. But you know what? I'm excited for it. It looks good out here. I've been trying to rack my brain because I asked him to do this about 20 minutes ago. And I was just like, what are some adventures that we've gotten into? And I keep thinking about it. And it's quite a lot, actually. Yeah, there's a lot. One of my favorites uh, was one time when we were younger, we went into a bomb shelter. And uh, yeah. Do you remember that? I do. That was actually what I was thinking about when you said, like, 
what kind of stories would you tell? And that was one of the first came to mind. So we were at my friend Tyler White's house, still one of my best friends to this day. Do you look at the camera when you do I this? look at both. I keep you switching back, go back and, and forth. forth. That's, that's the problem is normally I have three cameras to be yeah. able to balance it. Mm-hmm. But like. Cool. You, I'm, you just gonna, you, I'm just going to. Look at look, me. Look at them. Look at whichever look at this, one. This Chick-fil-A that's that over here in the, the sky. That is the one thing I would not look at. And you're doing okay. Okay. That's fine. But anyway, we were at my my good friend Tyler White's house. He's like he's like family, and uh, he had a bomb shelter in his backyard. And so we go down there, and our my cousin Lance's brother Dean he decides we'll insert a picture right here. Yeah, for <laughs> he decides to slam the door shut, and we get out of it. Because I don't know how we got out of it. It was it was really stuck there. So, so the but then first we, time, right? That's what I'm saying. Is yeah. we get we get out. Yeah. And then for some reason he slams the door even harder. So the first time and this is you not guys, like a rag on Dean. He's also one of my favorite people in the world. He seriously he's, one of my heroes. He's a great one. So what happened the first time is you guys already went into it, and then I was like, oh, I'll be down there in a minute, and then I went down and you guys were already stuck in there mm-hmm. and then like i pulled open the door and one thing that i appreciated you did you were like lance you saved us you saved our lives <laughs> and so and like it went to my little head i had a big head like physically but um it was a big head and then Beautiful. dean was just like no i did that i pulled it so what he does is he grabs a door and he just slams it as hard as he could which is way worse than the first time because the first time it was kind of just stuck, right. and the second time it was like almost wedged in there. Totally. I remember I was the youngest, and I believe someone said that if if anyone was eating, it would be me first. It, no, no, no. It was Taylor. Like I remember Taylor went up to Buddy, and he was like, um, "Buddy, we're eating you first, and then every man for himself." Oh, after because that. he slammed. Because it. he slammed that the makes door. Sense. We also had some crackers that were in there from the fifties. Right. Um, I don't know if what we were going to get yeah. nutritionally out of that. But yeah. but then uh, Tyler's dad, he came down. And he had to open it up with like a hammer or something yeah. and like bang on it till it opened. But the crazy, the nice thing was if Tyler had come down there, nobody would have known where we were. I mean, yeah. I think they would have found us eventually, but it wouldn't have been like an hour thing. It would have been Could like a Could you imagine that was when we were what, like 14, 15? Maybe even younger. Yeah, 13. I mean... 12. We could have I mean, been there Now for, we're just kind of going, this is like yeah. one or two years. I'm yeah. not going to argue. Yeah. <laughs> I just picture us now coming out of the bomb shelter being like, oh, guys, you're never going to guess what happened. Like, tell, tell us of what happened. Oh, well, Trump's the president now. <laughs> really? Corona. Trump? The guy from, from, uh, from Home Alone 2 is the president? Okay, cool, Home whatever. Um... Yeah, Corona is a thing now, and you're right. just like, oh wow, right? Uh, so everyone wears masks now, but we were watching uh, Princess Bride not too long ago, and one of my favorite lines from the movie, noticing this time, is he was like, "Why do you wear a mask?" And he's like, "They're very comfortable. Everyone will be wearing them in the future." And I was just like, "Oh, okay. called it, called it." That's funny. Uh, let's see. I remember there was one time that Spencer tried to help me get a girl's number. Her name was Anna. And I remember thinking she was very pretty. Lovely girl. She was a lovely girl. 
And then what happened was, uh, I'm trying to remember if you got the number or Buddy Dean, got the yeah, number. Dean got from, the number. So Dean got the number from Courtney, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So they uh, they give me the number, and then they're just like, dude, just just call her and tell her. Like, just I was like, what, said, about- what do what do I tell her? What do I tell her when I call her? That I had a, that Dean goes, just tell the just tell the truth, man. And then Lance said, I don't even know the truth, <laughs> man. Yeah, that's good time. That was funny to me because so I grew up in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. And while growing up, I didn't really like it. Now I have like a real fondness to it. And some of it's like sacred ground to me now. But like, I think one of the reasons I didn't love it was because I had no, I had very little success with girls. And then Lance yeah. would come into town and have, and he'd get numbers and stuff. And, uh, it's not true, but we'll we'll let this fantasy go out. But I think part of mine was my mom mind. was was Sweet Paula. She didn't, you know, she was. Let's just keep going, but right. <laughs> Sweet Paula. Sweet Paula, we love you <laughs> so much. I mean, our adventures have taken us literally around the world. We went to London one time. Yeah, so, two months. So Spencer um, has been playing music for a while now, and then we got to meet a good friend uh, through that, Rob Gardner who works with the London Symphony Orchestra a lot and is in charge of cinematic pop. And then you guys went over and they, then you guys were like, hey, we can't pay you, but do you want to like videotape the stuff? And you get to live with us rent-free for two months? And I was like, yeah, let's go. It was pretty dope. I loved it. It was great. A lot I, of good like, memories. One of my favorite memories, professionally speaking, even though I didn't get paid, but I got to live there for free, so I'm going to count it professionally, was working with the London Symphony Orchestra. Like I was the only person in the room right. that wasn't playing an instrument at the time. Like, they kicked everyone else out in the booth, and I got to kind of wander around through right. all the musicians. And you, just, and you and I met, that I up met on the, the pianist YouTube. named Gladys, lovely lady. Oh, Gladys. We still talk to this day. <laughs> so, That's Lance, sure you can look that up on um, on YouTube. You can type in Solo by Cinemac Pop. Which is a song Spencer wrote, I by did. the way. And... Um, and it was it was so cool because you know Lance is a, is a fun loving dude. You can joke around with him and everything. But like, when you say it's time to go, like Lance goes into a different Lance mode, if you will. And it was just cool to see him in that environment and just to have, see him connecting with those those um, musicians who I was was extremely nervous. Like I tried to tell them thank you at one point. And I sounded like a, I sound like a fool. Like I was just like, "Thank you for all that you play." It is quite eloquent. I didn't say that though. It was like that would have Thank been better. you for all that you play. Anyway, what I tried to say did not come out right, and but then seeing Lance, who's just over there making friends with the pianist, he's played on like, you know, Star Wars and Harry Potter and. He's just like so. What really do you, lovely. So what do you think about? So where's the best? Where's the best food around here? And I was like, what is he asking for that? Do you guys got any good fish and chips around here? Right. So that was a really cool experience. I'll never forget that for sure. I remember there were many times back in the day we used to play like uh, basketball at the rec center mm-hmm. and stuff. Spencer back in the day, he was good. Ah. Stop it. That's the first time someone said that in years. Yeah. Well, it's, I appreciate it, it literally has been years. years. Yeah, stop playing. Yeah. Long time ago. But yeah. It was fun. 
Lance would always make the said said Lance, me and Dean be playing and we'd score a lot. I have one of the ugliest shots you'll ever see and I, I can't know. dribble I to that. save my life. But for some reason it would go in occasionally when like when the game is on the when line. When the game's on the line, I could make it. Right. So I'm like the Adam Vinatieri of exactly. the, the YMCA basketball in Roanoke Rapids. Right. It's almost like you would it was almost like you were acting like you weren't good until the very last shot and then you're like I'm glad you finally caught on. Thank you. For, yeah. for noticing. Now we figured it out. Yeah. It's only took us 17 years. The other, another memory I was thinking about was the first time that I performed with, with Rob and Simak Pop. I could just kind of feel, I didn't know what to expect, but I knew that it was going to be cool and I knew that I wanted you to be there for it because I don't know why, I would just think I've always enjoyed experiencing those things with you. And um, and so we get there, and I'm expecting like I I heard that there were gonna be you know there's gonna be an orchestra there. Or I I just had never been around it to know, but there were literally like 60 orchestra members. There were like 50 choir members, and all these cameras are set up, and and it was just blew me away. And I think I would have been overwhelmed if I didn't have Lance with me, and he just kind of was like, dude, you got this. When really, I shouldn't have had this. Like, I'd never done anything like that. You did great. You can look that up on YouTube as well. It's uh, Cinematic Pop. Let's see, you did Solo, uh, Chasing Cars. Yeah, the first one was, was Chasing Cars, Human. I'm not even sure if there's anything you, else. You did, you did, you uh, did, Sale. I meant sale, to say, that's I right. I meant to say Sale, or I meant to say Sale, but I said Solo. I got you. You're I was good. like, so you did Sale. Right. And then you just listed Yeah, that. and that was. Fix that that definitely like changed things a lot. Like after that, working with Rob, just the way we grew up. I grew up homeschooled in this little town. Like once I said I didn't love it growing up, but now I, I do love it. I just went back and, and loved it. But and there was no, there's very little music training. I had a I had a piano teacher. It was awesome lady, uh, Miss Dudley, but. You know, being homeschooled, not being in a choir, not being in a band or anything, like, it just was, like, I was always going to search out music. You yeah. know, like, I needed something to express myself. I needed something to say who I was. And, but there, were, there weren't a lot of opportunities there. And going and working with Rob, one, it was, it was this huge, you know, door opening to, to perform in music, but also just since then, if I look at where I was musically or what I knew how to do musically back then versus now, like I pretty much everything I learned was from Rob. And um, so it's cool to see that journey. I'm glad that you were there with me. Yeah, man. From, the, from the beginning. I loved it. How do you think homeschooling has affected you? Because like for a long time, I remember you just not wanting to talk about it, just ignore the subject completely. It was weird, we yeah. Get into like discussions. One of my go-to like jokes is whenever I do something stupid, I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I was homeschooled," and then my dad hates that joke. But like for me, it's kind of a defense mechanism. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like, "Hey, I'm admitting that like I don't know by by 
taking power of something that I'm actually very self-conscious about. It kind of makes me feel a little bit better right. type of thing. That being said, if someone makes the joke about me being homeschooled. Which that's what's been really interesting to me, and I've thought about that a lot with other things like where, you know, there's these debates on whether a certain group of people can say something. Or Gen- genuinely like that, like the N-word, for example. Right. Like I used to say that like in high school and stuff. And then, like, someone made the joke for homeschool to me. And then it was, like, almost that thing where it's, like, you can't say that. yeah. But people who are homeschooled can say that. Right. And then it's just, like, I was just, like, oh, I've made a terrible mistake. Right. Yeah, that's how I feel. And then I'm just, like, I'm sorry That's how I feel about a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, So that's that's cool that you you had that um, experience. But, yeah, I see that. And I think I love that I was homeschooled now. And I think that it it made me into who I was, and 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 I don't think I would have gotten into music without it, and I don't think I would be who I was without it. But I still, you know, get um, very anxious about, let's say, like spelling things in front oh, of people, you know, yeah. like or which is interesting. That's a weird thing to like. Yeah be anxious about but but i i, I can know. read little bit in public but if they ask me to read like long paragraphs like i'm good to a certain point and then i mess up on one word and then and i the just ang- and, and, then, the and then it just to... like i mess up on right, everything which is interesting afterwards. because because talking to you like rob like we talked about rob gardner a lot rob is a genius right like rob is you think about like these the smartest people you're ever going to meet, that's Rob, right? And every night we'd sit down and me, you, Dean, and and Lance would have, well, I said you twice, but, like, we would have these conversations. And Lance is one of the smartest people I've ever met. And it's crazy to me that one of the smartest people I've ever met can can be insecure about that, right? And I can... and. I'm also insecure about those same things because of just some of the experiences I get. And I don't think that, you know, my parents who I love and who are, who are my best friends get that really. I think only the people that, that went through it, like we did, you know, get it. And there's a lot of good, like, but then I also can't deny that I don't think that I would have, this is weird, but I don't think I would have played with the London Symphony without being homeschooled. It's yeah. like a weird, you know, balance. It's catch-22 type yeah, thing. Yeah. You're I, very but, self-conscious about something, but at the same time, you wouldn't be where you are without Right, it. and so you, you just find peace with it. You just move, you know, keep moving forward, and, and I'm really happy about it. And, uh, and I like talking about it now, which is interesting yeah. because I didn't. I remember when I first moved to Arizona, you were just like, don't don't tell yeah, I mean, anyone I was homeschooled. Right. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then right. my yeah. big joke is, hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think well, that's one, the thing, one thing like, about our families, like... though, is, like, we're very normal for homeschooled people. Right. Like, I mean, I can't think of anyone crazy, awkward type of thing, which is funny because whenever we go to homeschooling conventions back in Virginia, it was, like, people that have never seen the light of day, and they could, like, just list off every Pokemon, anime, Anything. Which I can now. I can. That's the funny thing is now the older we've gotten, we actually got into anime. Right. But at the time, it was like, oh, that's a big no-no. We don't do that. Right. But Full Metal Alchemist. It's great. It's 
great. You should watch it. If you like good storytelling, you should watch Full Metal Alchemist. The thing about not wanting people to know if you're homeschooled or not is not so much about... It's more about not wanting people to, to jump to conclusions about you. Yeah. And if you can get to a point where you're okay with who you are and you don't care what people think, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. And you just are okay with, you know, if they, who cares what they think. Right? Yeah. So, I don't know. I get you, man. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's Life teaches you many lessons. Yeah. It's just a journey. Yeah. You know, one thing, like, this is really stupid and random. I've been staying with them for the past couple of days, like, visiting, and uh, Natalie was watching Twilight. Mm-hmm. And one thing that, digging into my own neuroses and things, like, uh, I my asked... my favorite film, by the way. It, moving on. I asked uh, I asked Natalie, hey, when, when did they tell, like, Bella's parents that, like, hey, she's a vampire? And they're like, they they don't. I was like, "Are you serious?" Like it's a weird plot. That just plot like point. for me, like, and then I like got really emotional thinking about like someone that I haven't met. But like, I kept thinking about if my daughter was a vampire or like a werewolf or whatever she is, and she didn't tell me a big part of herself, I'd be devastated as a father. But maybe that's just something inside well, me. I was really that, hoping like, we would get to Twilight today. Well, I'm glad that I brought it. I'm up. glad you brought it up because, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but I I know that you uh, I know what you're saying. I think that that's a big thing. I'm not a father. That, I, <laughs> like I even told I told Natalie at one point I was like I want to know like even if my daughter was a murderer, I'd want to know where the body is so I could help her bury it, and then quickly turn ourselves into the cops afterwards but like it's interesting but it was just one of those things where it's just like oh but like i mean does that say something about my own insecurities that i just want really close relationships with people but i'm afraid that i won't have that and that's one of the reasons why i just started like breaking down because like you have to realize this messed with me for a minute this wasn't just like a i was like i'm going in the garage for a minute i gotta i gotta work some stuff out so you're saying that twilight really affect you. <laughs> no, listen, it's a good question. So what I think about this is it goes down to this. Do you want to have the perfect family appearances wise or do you want your kids to be able to come and tell you everything? I, honestly, I'd rather have the kids come up and tell me stuff, but that's just me. That's me knowing nothing. Well, I think about also the way that I phrase that seems to imply that it's I agree with you. Yeah. It's way better to be able yeah. to talk to people about things. And, like, I feel that way about my siblings. I feel that way about my friends. You know, judgment, shame, all these things. Like, Benson said it, and my brother said it a few times, is that life is really just about your relationships. And you need to be able to, like, if I can't tell you, you know, what I'm going through because I'm afraid that you're going to feel a different way about me or you're going to judge me or something, then that is a wall between our our friendship and our yeah. connection, right? And I think that works with, with parents. I think that works with friends. It works with romantic relationships. It's the same thing. You just, you you want to get to a place where you can talk to the people you love about the things that hurt 
things that you love, the things that you're worried about, the things that maybe you're embarrassed about, you know, and I think that's what it's all about. Yeah, man. Uh, What made you want to get into music in the first place? Um, It's funny because growing up, I feel like I was the type of person that felt a lot of things, but struggled and still kind of struggled to communicate those things. I remember, you know, my parents would always encourage me to keep a journal and, and, um, but I never could express what I was really feeling in those journals. Maybe because I was afraid somebody would see it or whatever. Isn't that funny? Mm -hmm. Like even in like, for, for me at least, I never wrote down my deep feelings about something because of, I was always worried someone was going to see it. Right. So it's like, I, I, like even to apparently myself, I Mm -hmm. couldn't open up. Right. It's just like the idea of not being able to open up to yourself is a crazy idea, but I think that's a real thing. I think that I, I was growing up, I was always very observant of the people around me and I felt like I got, you know, what made this person tick or this, you know, my brother tick or what, you know, but, and then I'd like, Ask myself what makes me tick. Yeah, and I couldn't. It was Honestly, hard to figure isn't it that out. Crazy, isn't that weird? Yeah. So, so I wasn't able to express myself in you know talking to the people I loved or or um, writing in in a journal or whatever. And I distinctly remember laying in bed and like I don't know if it was a prayer or if it was just a thought, but I was like, music has this power to communicate a feeling like nothing else and it's um i think film does it too but a lot of times film uses music to help convey honestly i mean like they're i like for example a lot of things that people do for they're like hey you want to see if you can understand a scene mute it and just see if you can understand what's going on without like seeing what's being said Mm -hmm. but that is so much harder as where music no matter what, you could throw it in any situation and it's going to hit you in the feels. Right. And you're going to, like, feel things that... I, I don't know. There have been so many times where, like, just emotionally I hear a song and I'm just driving down the street and then it just kind of feels like either weight is getting lifted off or put on there where it's just like you start thinking about all the the good and bad things in the world and everything. Right. And, I, I like, that's one of the reasons why I love music. Anyway, I'm sorry. Keep going. Totally. No, you're good. And so I think that that... That night I was thinking, I want, like, if I had one wish, it would be to be able to communicate the way that I'm feeling and connect with people. And I think that was was tricky the way that I, when I was growing up, that I didn't feel like I connected with a lot of people. Um, and I, I kind of just thought, if I could play music, then I would be able to help people know that one they're not alone in the way they're feeling because when you listen to a song that and you feel something from it basically what that is saying is that you and the person who wrote that or who's performing it are feeling something similar or you connect on some way yeah and so I wanted that and but I wasn't I didn't know how to do that and then Dean and I your brother would talk on the phone and we'd be like what if we you know, what it, do you think we write the lyrics first? Or do you think we write this first? And, and really, there's no answer. You can do it however you want. Um, I just remember the time he was talking to you and he duct taped his cell phone to his head because he was so tired of holding it. Because you would guys, 
they'd have like I didn't know that two to four hour conversations, uh, two to four hour conversations daily. It felt like you yeah. guys were always on the phone, and then I just remember so him just remember one that, day yeah. just like. I'm tired of holding my phone here, so he just duct taped his phone to his head. We'd be asking those questions, and we'd be listening to songs in a way that I don't think, I mean, maybe a lot of people do, but but we were listening to different. We were asking, what is making us feel this way from this song? And eventually we started writing our own songs, and the crazy thing is is now I feel like I can communicate those feelings that I couldn't communicate through journaling or through talking to the people I, you know, loved and wanted to talk to you about these kind of intense feelings that I was feeling I, that I didn't even understand because, like I said, I didn't really get myself. Yeah. But I felt these things really strongly. So that's why I got into music is it's, it's an outlet. And it's crazy because I've had some issues with my voice where I couldn't sing the way I wanted to. And, um, and feeling like you're losing that yeah. outlet is terrifying and also I've noticed too that there's you know some people that um, in collaboration stuff is if it's just something that everybody wants to be a part of is to feel that feeling of creating music it's, it literally feels like you're flying yeah. I can't describe it any better if you really like in the zone on it so I love it that's awesome man. I remember talking to Rob one time he says uh he, uh, like I asked him, what what made you want to get into music? And he gave kind of a general answer, but then he got into one specific thing, and he was like, you know that song, uh, American Pie? He's like, I wanted to make those people dance and forget about their problems for a little while. That's He's like, that's the reason why that's I want to cool. get into music. Yeah. It's just kind of lift people up type of thing. Because that's the thing, like, Whenever you're trying to get in shape, like I always listen to music or motivational speaking type of thing when I go on runs, but it's that type of thing where it just kind of gets you in the zone where you're like, I can do this. Right. I can take on the world. Right. Yeah. But yeah, just uh, like for, for me, for example, like, I mean, to to want to get into movies, like it's all about sca- escapism. Like I love the idea of making the world a better place for at least two hours while people... Right. Are like don't have to worry about taxes and all the stuff. Like I mean, don't get me wrong; these are real important issues. Mm-hmm. But if you just do that without enjoying life and like being inspired through art, whether that's music, movies, paintings, whatever it is, then is it really life? Right. But I'm with you, man. Yeah. And I think to me it's interesting too because you have a lot of people like. Growing up, let's take the movie like Shawshank Redemption, for instance. It's a great movie. So, to me, you have a lot of darkness. There's a lot of hard things that are tough to see, and but that contrast of good and light versus dark, or, or whatever you want to call it, and the hope that is still in the world, even though there is negative stuff. I think music captures that. I think film captures that in a way that not many other things really do. Yeah. So Even that one scene where they're just kind of like, I, I don't understand what the, to this day, I don't understand what those women were saying. <laughs> but that's just the feeling I had. Yeah, hope is a good thing. 
Focus. Shout out to Shawshank. One thing I'm really excited for you and Benson is that you are talking to the head of music of Sony right now. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, it's Sony ATV, so it's Sony Publishing and um, we through some interesting um, connections, I guess, we were able to have a phone conversation with um, one of the head executives of Sony ATV and now we're working with a songwriter who signed to with Sony and we just wrote a song a couple days ago. It is pretty, it's still kind of too early to tell what will come of it, but if you told me, you know, when I was 13 or 14 trying to get into writing songs that we'd get a chance to do this, I would be pretty excited. So, yeah, man. So I'm excited about it. And, and Benson, my brother, he's he's got... Long-time friend of the show. Long-time friend of the show. Um, He's got the shine. He's he's something special. So this is me predicting it that he's something special at this you know early point in his career. Mark your calendars. Today's right. the day. Whatever it is when I put this up on yeah. YouTube or he saved me there. I won't go into to a lot of detail, but in a co-writing session with the guy from Sunny Benson, really came through. So we'll elaborate more on that later. Coming through in the clutch. I love it. Well. Man, I love you. You're one of my best friends. We've known each other since, I'll insert a picture here, since this long. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking the, the, the raccoon hat. That's exactly the one that I was thinking of. Yep. It's crazy. Yep. Come on. A, it's been a fun journey. I hope yep. we'll, we'll have more fun things ahead. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for watching. And uh, if you want to look up any of Spencer's stuff, it's either under Spencer Jones, uh, Red Hill uh, Music, or Carolina Shine. Yeah. And or cinematic pop. pop, so that's four things. So don't, it's it's uh, don't feel like you're looking at all, but but one of the four, two of the four, three of the four, just go for all four, four of the four. Check them out. You just want to get four in a row. That's the way you win the game. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, appreciate you having me on, man. Love you. Love you. Thanks for watching.